You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. Well, apparently the Pat McAfee show is taking the uh, week off, so we don't get any news this week. Um, I don't generally listen to the show, so I guess I missed that part. So I guess better luck next week on uh, getting the news and whatnot. Speaking of news, uh, a little bit old, but haven't brought it up yet. Adrian Peterson apparently was arrested for domestic violence. Um, don't really have the details, or I, I guess I kind of have the details, but you know, you never know about these things. Hate to throw a guy under the bus and then find out, oh no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it was all fake or whatever. But you know, when it's on an airplane and the airport police, it's not like they got called to the house and it was hearsay. I mean, there's, it's on an airplane, very close quarters. So if people are calling the police. They're inches away from Adrian Peterson. They can hear every word that he's saying and ever see every action that he's doing. So it's hard to believe that it was just a giant misunderstanding, especially when he was actually arrested and put in prison. So um, again, man, I, I don't know, especially Adrian Peterson. He had to spend $50,000 to get out of prison. Now, for most athletes and NFL players, especially guys that have been in the league and as good as Adrian Peterson is for so long, it's like, ah, eh, 50 grand, it's no big deal. Adrian Peterson's flat broke. He's been broke for a long time. I think he might even be negative. He's playing in the NFL just trying to get some something to retire on. And he's got to spend $50,000 to get himself out of jail because he can't keep his hands to himself. And I guess his only comment is, I don't hit women. Okay. Well, anyways, it's just crazy. I mean, it, all this put together, think about what Adrian Peterson could have had. And this is true of a lot of football players. All you have to do is not be unbelievably stupid, and you can have just the best life. That's all you got to do. Money beyond money for days. And, and, I mean, I meant that metaphorically, but in literal terms, it's, it's the rest of your life. And this guy's having, like, multi, multi, multi-million dollar birthday parties where he's being carried in on some stupid... Uh, I don't know, being carried in by people on a thing like he's some Egyptian king or something. I, 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 and he's then he's out of money, and he has to come back into the NFL because he's just out of money. And he keeps getting arrested for hitting people, specifically women and children. Don't Don't misunderstand. I completely understand the impulse to ruin your own life, you know, where you get to the point where it's like, dude, if you can just chill and not do stupid things... You can pretty much hit it, pop it in neutral, man. You're good to go. You just keep riding this thing out, wait till you die of a heart attack, and, uh, you know, good to go, man. But it's especially painful when you see football players do it, because it's like, dude, you could have done literally anything in the world that you wanted to do, and now, because of the charges, good luck even getting endorsement deals. Because at least a lot of these guys, especially people as famous as Adrian Peterson, would have the ability to do stuff like that. I blew all my NFL money, but let me get that shoe commercial real quick and I'll be good. But nope, you got to drop 50 grand to get yourself out of prison because of a domestic violence dispute on an airplane. On an airplane. You don't have the ability to control yourself on an airplane. 
What's going to happen on an airplane? What's the positive result that's going to happen? How insane are you that you can't control yourself? What is it, a two-hour flight? You can't make it two hours before you have your spat? It would probably be a good period of time to cool off a little bit. Go to the lavatory. Go sit in the bathroom. Be like, I just don't want to be next to her. She annoys me. You don't have to be violent. Anyways, in other news, um, it's looking like Joe Burrow is probably not going to need surgery, so that's going to be important for that team moving forward because you don't want um, something that promising to end on that note, and that note being back-to-back years of surgery, his career being shortened. And, um, you know, if you look at Kyler Murray, there were some rumors coming out that the team basically doesn't win when he doesn't run. And he basically didn't run all year, which is what I tried to tell you last year. He basically didn't run all year because he was so worried about getting injured before he got his big contract. And even then, is he's, I mean, if that's his, his thought process, if I just sit here and run, then I'm going to get injured. Is he going to do it after he gets paid? Why would he? I don't want to get hurt, <laughs> right? I mean, if, if I want another contract, I still can't run. So I'm either going to learn to throw, or I guess this is my one big contract, and that's the end of it. But point is, the, the injuries got to him, and he thought, I'm not doing that anymore. And Joe Burrow's not running around. He has a terrible offensive line, so it's not his fault. But still, stuff like that creeps into your head. You start worrying about self-preservation over everything else. Because this guy's about to get massively paid if he can just stay healthy a couple more years. And I think if he gets far into the playoffs or possibly wins a Super Bowl next year... You can pull a Pat Mahomes and say, I want my contract now. I'll take it right now. I don't care how many years are left. I want it now. And they'll do it because it's the Bengals and they've never had nice things in their life. And they're like, fine, we don't have very much money to spend anywhere else anyways. I don't care about any of these guys. Uh, You're the only one that matters. Here's, you know, 50 million bucks. I'll give you the same stupid deal that Pat Mahomes got. Just, you know, maybe a little more. You know, one of the things that's been... um, talked about a little bit is Aaron Rodgers really needs to come back because look at what's happening to all these other teams, right? Look at the fact that the Rams might be, you know, losing their coach and Whitworth and Aaron Donald and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, Odell Beckham and Von Miller, where are, where are they going to be? Just got an article up right now, sort of uh 2022, you know, where do I think everybody's going to go thing? And they've got Odell Beckham going to the Chargers. They also have Aaron Rodgers going to the Colts, which I'm not even going to call that stupid because that's one of the few places I could see him actually going if he got traded, which again, I don't think is going to happen. And if you're going to create an article and want people to care about it, you have to have an Aaron Rodgers trade in there. So I'm not mad at this. At least you didn't, if you would have said Broncos, it would have just felt stupid. So kudos to whoever wrote this for um, being one of the few people that actually put a team in that made sense. But the whole interesting part of the article is just to remind everybody that what happened in 2021 is not what's going to be in 2022, right? Titans signed Von Miller. So there goes Von Miller. Again, that doesn't have to happen. But it just kind of got me thinking on the general idea that teams are going to fall apart. Because remember, there's also the, the prospect that other teams could rise up, right? Tampa Bay falls off, but then such and such rises. But it really does feel like we're at a point where a lot of teams are just collapsing right now. And a lot of it has to do with guys getting old and leaving, et cetera. You know, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, those guys leaving. And if, and if the Rams, first of all, they, they built their team to explode, especially now that they won the Super Bowl and everybody wants to get paid and you've got a bunch of guys wanting to retire. So that is, that is sort of a, 
In other words, we're kind of getting out of the normal cycle where, yes, some teams get worse and some teams get better. We've got so many teams, and the Packers are one of these teams that have kind of held on for so long. It's almost like they went all in at a really bad time. I know fans are, well, no, they didn't go all in. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Where did all their money go? Why don't they have money? You know why? Because they spent it all on players. That's what all in is. All in is getting Odell Beckham. <laughs> Jeez, you guys. He wasn't coming here. And no, that's not all. I really don't want to do this again, but I keep seeing it. I keep seeing it. Every time I see that, like on Twitter, somebody talking about it, I assume that 90% is going to be defending the person who's, you know, saying that all in is stupid. You know, the, the people who are mad about it. It's not. It's 90% saying that the Packers didn't, in fact, go all in and they should have done a better job going or whatever. It's just, guys, come on, man. You're, you're all just Monday morning quarterbacking this thing. The Rams went all in and nobody else did because the Rams won. That's literally all you're saying and you know it. Again, Cardinals, Cardinals, Cardinals. Talk to me about the Cardinals. Did the Cardinals go all in? How did the Cardinals do? The Cardinals got J.J. Watt. I'm sure you wanted J.J. Watt, didn't you? The Cardinals got him. The Cardinals also signed the best wide receiver in football at the time. But everybody just forgets because the Cardinals started to suck. Everybody just forgets. Nobody wants to talk about it anymore. Oh, yeah, we don't talk about that. Oh, they didn't go all in. How did their playoff run go? Oh, yeah, that's right. Anyways, a lot of teams decided now is our time. And everybody hung on for just one more year. And now everybody's kind of imploding, especially in the NFC. Right? I mean, you got Kansas City, you got Buffalo. Um, and then, I, I, you know, I'm struggling to see a lot of other teams that are super scary. You know, again, the Rams, just going in order of how PFF ordered teams. The Rams, I think, are headed toward... Implosion. We'll see how many guys come back and how that all pans out. Dallas? I don't know what to make of Dallas. Dallas was kind of scary, but I feel like they were a bit overinflated. It's the same team that's been kind of mediocre for a while, and a lot of their success came because when they won, they won big. There's a lot of teams that were that way. Just absolutely decimated teams on occasion. But at the same time, the players are not all that great. I mean, they've got a pretty good quarterback, and they've got a pile of wide receivers. Their running back was absolutely horrendous. At least the, the guy that everybody cares about was horrendous. Contributed very little to the team. The offensive line, the only good parts are continuing to get older every single year. And the defense, I mean, they got one guy who had 600 picks and he's not going to do that again. Otherwise, it's what? Demarcus Lawrence is still basically the only guy on that defense that's really, really impressive. So, I mean, th- there's still a factor, but it, it feels kind of 2018 Bears-ish. Not exactly. I mean, I don't know if it's that crazy, but it does feel a little bit inflated. And unless they absolutely just hit it out of the park in free agency in the draft, I don't really see them. Oh, and Micah Parsons obviously was a big addition. I don't necessarily see them repeating. And even if they repeat, so what? What do they do? Patriots are always a factor. I don't know what to make of them. As long as Bill Belichick's there, I, I don't know. Maybe they're a threat, but they're AFC. So if we have to worry about them, it'll be in the Super Bowl. 49ers are moving on from Jimmy. They, they have to figure out what they're doing at quarterback. I mean, they know what they're doing, but is that going to work? I don't know didn't seem super promising. That's why they didn't move to Trey Lance to begin with. If they thought that guy gave them the best chance to win a Super Bowl, they would have done it. They didn't. And so they're getting rid of their best quarterback, who is a mediocre quarterback. The Chiefs are headed for real dangerous territory because that really expensive quarterback has not been very expensive. And so at the same time, you have a team that is basically just declining year after year because they have not done a good job of adding talent through the draft. It's been one guy who's been continuing to get worse, Pat Mahomes. Um, he got, he got, you know, they caught fire down the stretch and everything else. But again, you're starting to see that light flicker and it's flickering off more than on these days, or at least a little bit more off than it was. 
In 2021, you know what his cap hit was? $7.4 million. That provides them some flexibility so that, you know, when you cut your left and right tackle, you can go out and buy two new ones. You can go out and do stuff in free agency. His cap hit goes from $7.4 million in 2021 to 35.7. That's that's $30 million being added or subtracted from their cap. By the way, next year it goes up to 46. It's another 10 million. And they're just getting started from 46, 44, 46, 41. Then it goes in 2027 to $60 million. I don't really expect them to pay that, but the point is, this is getting ugly for them. They no longer have a massive amount of money. And so they could pay Frank Clark $26 million and Tyron Matthew basically $20 million and Tyreek Hill $16 million and linebacker Anthony Hitchens 10.6. You can do stupid stuff like paying a mediocre linebacker almost $11 million and you can get away with that nonsense. By the way, Frank Clark is probably just going to get cut and it's going to cost them $13 million to get rid of him. Because there's no way in, in the world that that man is worth $26.3 million. We're not even going to pay Zadarius that much money. Why in the world would they pay Frank Clark that much money? The guy's never been that good. Massively overrated human being. Well, football player, that sounded bad, but you know what I meant. Tyron Matthews, a free agent, and he's just coming off making $20 million a year. You think that the Chiefs can afford Tyron Matthew? Tyreek Hill's contract goes from 15.8 to 20.6 this year. Now, he'll probably get an extension, right? He's 28 years old. That'll, they'll give him an extension. That'll free up a little bit of money. But they got to pay him. Hitchens goes up to 12.6. I don't know what they're going to do with that. If I was them, I would just cut Hitchens because he's not worth $12.6 million. But then your team gets worse. So you either pay a mediocre linebacker almost $13 million or you lose your linebacker at 29 years old or give him a new contract. But again, you're just digging that hole deeper on a guy that's hitting 30 this year. Chris Jones got paid $8.5 million last year. This is another guy. This was another guy that's like a Pat Mahomes type. Um, they gave him a big contract and massively backloaded it. He balloons up to $30 million. $30 million for Chris Jones. Chris Jones is a good football player. $30 million for their version of Kenny Clark. $30. I, I, you know, he's only got one more year after this. 2023, he's got $27 million. I mean, maybe they try to do something with his contract, whether it be void years or an extension or something, but this is still a hefty, hefty price tag. And no, they can't cut it. They wouldn't because he's an incredible football player, but um, it would be $32 million in dead cap. They would, it would cost more to cut him than keep him. And Travis Kelsey turns 33 this year. So, I mean, he's not a problem as far as the cap goes, but he ain't going to be around forever. So you got Pat Mahomes at like $36 million, Chris Jones at $30 million, uh, Frank Clark at $26 million, Tyreek Hill at $20.6 million, uh, Joe Thune, who you just picked up, balloons up to almost $18 million. Again, they'll be fine. They're, they're still in the black right now at $3.7 million. I mean, they're going to have to do some free agent stuff, and I already told you how they can free. The point is, though, the, the glory days of being able to have Pat Mahomes and not paying a bunch of money so that you can have the, all this extra cap to play, it's gone. Those days are done. Now you have the burden of having an unbelievably expensive quarterback. That's what you're going to have to live with. And again, this, this is still cheap at $36 million. Next year, it goes up to, what, what did I say, $46 million? Jeez. So, so the point is, for the Chiefs, and again, I know they're AFC, but that window is closing. And this is a team that has demonstrated they're not doing a very good job of bringing in young talent. I mean, it's certainly not at a fast enough rate to be able to compensate this. And now that they've lost some ability to do much in free agency, I'm just saying they might be in a bit of trouble here.
if you can't do it when you've got all the money in the world, I, you know, I'm skeptical. And again, if, if you're primarily just living off the same players, it's, it's the same guys that made Kansas City great when they first became great. Pat Mahomes, Chris Jones, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Right, it's been largely the same guys. They're all going to start leaving. Again, your, your star tight end is 33. How many years? Anyways, um, the Buffalo Bills are actually surprisingly in a similar boat. Um, Josh Allen is, is the 2021 version of Pat Mahomes. Because remember, this is another guy who got massively paid. $43 million per year is going to hurt at some point. They paid him $10 million last year. It's only 16.3 this year, which is obviously going to be uh, pretty beneficial for them and their ability to do stuff. Next year, he goes up to $40 million. And no, you're not really going to be able to rework that because it goes from 40 to 41 to 51. Um, and then it's, you know, 47, 40, 41. So, you, I mean, you can kind of push money out if you want, but you can't bring it down much without completely ruining your ability to keep them long term. I mean, you, you're not going to start reworking it the first year it gets expensive because you're going to have to do it next year and the year after that and the year after that. And it's just going to make it more and more expensive the next years. Right, instead of thirty-nine million, or instead of forty-one million in two years, it's going to be what forty-four, and then well, we definitely can't keep uh, afford that, so we got to rework it again. Well, fifty-one in twenty twenty-five because of the first one we reworked is going to be up to you know fifty-three, and then the second time we reworked it, it's going to be up to fifty. You see what I'm saying? It's just compounding the problem. You got to pay it, man. You can't just keep not paying it. And this is where everybody's oh, you you can you can just tweak things and change things. Yes, you can keep pushing the money away. But at some point, the bill comes due. That's like just paying credit cards with credit cards. You're not fixing anything, and you're just compounding a bunch of interest. So that's going to be something that they're going to have to navigate in the future. And remember, a lot of these teams that are really talented, they haven't had the burden that the Packers have had this entire time of having a quarterback that costs a lot of money. The Chiefs, the Bills, the Bengals. So, you know, we'll have to see what Cleveland can do again. They, they've got a lot of work to do, and I don't, I don't know what exactly they're going to be able to do. What were they, a 10-win team coming into the playoffs? I don't know that they were necessarily, I mean, there's a lot of reason for optimism, but there's also a lot of reason to assume that they're just going to miss the playoffs next year. Depending on what happens with their division, maybe they just walk all over everybody and get a bunch of easy wins because the Ravens are trash and the Steelers are trash and the Browns are trash. It's entirely possible, but I, I don't know that for sure they're going to be a dynasty. They're just, they're set up so that if they can do the right things, they're going to be in a good position. If they can't, then then they can't. Um, but yeah, Cleveland, I don't really see being super promising. They, they loaded their team with talent and just couldn't win with it. You know, they've, they've got Miles Garrett and they've got a couple pieces, but, um, you know, again, everything just deteriorates over time. And so the question is, where do you, how do you go up from here? You're not going to get better at quarterback, which is the most important thing. You're either going to keep the same quarterback and have the same struggles. You're going to go out and get a new one. And the odds of him usurping the old one in year one, especially this year with the draft being what it is, I doubt it. So I see the Browns going backwards. Philadelphia is just flailing. I don't know what exactly they're supposed to do. I suppose Jalen Hurts can step up, but it's still just a weird pile of, they, they, need, they have so many needs. They've been taking so many swings at wide receiver and they haven't really hit it. They took a swing at quarterback and it's hard to gauge whether that was a good swing or a bad swing. Sometimes he looks brilliant. Sometimes he looks terrible. The offensive line is a hodgepodge. You know, it's, it's still sort of that, they never really did a rebuild. So you've got like this old school back, you know, guys from back when the, the Eagles were really good, but now they're kind of old and it's like, I don't really know, you know, whatever. Then you've got the new batch that's just not very good. And you've had a bunch of new coaches. So it's just this weird blend of, you know, at some point they got to make a clean break and say, we've got a new identity. We're going in a new direction. And they just haven't done that. So you just got this weird 
just mush of players. Um, the Colts I've always liked, but it's just a matter of can you find a quarterback? And they keep just throwing these random quarterbacks in there. Um, I liked when they went out and got, uh, what's his name, Rivers. I thought that was pretty good, but Rivers played like garbage, so that didn't work. And then they go out and get Wentz, and they actually paid a pretty good amount for him. And at that point, you kind of knew things were going poorly. And then the defense kind of took a step back, and then they lost Eberflus. So it's like, I, I feel like this is going in a bad direction. Like they had a window, and the window's kind of closing on them. Tennessee feels like a team that's kind of tapped out. You know, I mean, again, where do you go up from here? I don't know how you go up from where you are. The Saints are flailing and floundering. Again, any team that really needs to draft an elite quarterback this year, it seems unlikely. Uh, Pickett seems to be the one guy that a lot of people like. Um, Matt Corral, you know I like. But he still strikes me as a guy that's going to need some work, need some time. And I think Willis is just, a you know, people like him because he runs around and can do some crazy stuff. I don't know. Minnesota, as far as I know, doesn't even have a quarterback. They got to figure out that situation. I think they're at least a year out from being anything super promising. Baltimore ended the year just on a complete garbage note. And again, where do you go from here? You're not getting a new quarterback. You've invested in this one. So what do you do? Especially when he was a main part of your problems. And I know he was injured, but before he got injured, he was terrible. Not a good sign. Chargers have a good quarterback, but can't seem to do anything else about it. I mean, they've poached two old Packers offensive linemen to try to patch up the offensive line to help Herbert out a little bit. The wide receivers you have that are good are guys from like 10 years ago. The defense, it's like, it's, it's been Bo- Bosa and nobody for since forever. So it's another team that's just completely failing at their ability to bring in talent other than really old free agents. Like they go out and get 32-year-old corners and 32-year-old offensive linemen. The Raiders are a complete mess. And apparently their quarterback, who's, I, the, the Raiders can't decide if they love the guy or hate the guy. Apparently he wants like $40 million a year. So yeah, best of luck with that. You're either going to overpay for that guy or you're going to move on and not have a quarterback. Washington is always a joke. Arizona seems to have hit a wall. It seemed like they were doing a, a real good thing. Um, and then I don't know if teams just figured them out. After they played the Packers, that team just completely fell apart. Seems like the Packers showed them the, the way you beat the Cardinals is you play physical football because the Cardinals are the least physical football team in, in the entire NFL. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, I can, I can do that. Well, yeah, of course you can everybody's more physical and bigger and stronger than the Cardinals. And again, they went out and got a bunch of free agents. I mean, J.J. Watt is not a part of your plans going forward. I don't know how long DeAndre Hopkins is going to be able to hang out. And then again, you're going to have the question of paying your quarterback. And that's just, that's a sucky proposition because he's not proven to be a guy that's going to just drag a team. Even with massive elite talent put around him, we went out and got like seven wide receivers and you know, one of them was the best in football. We've we've put everybody around this guy, and he can't even get us to the playoff. And I'm supposed to give him what, fifty million a year? Good lord! Seattle has been imploding for about a decade now. I don't see that getting better. They refuse to let go. I don't even know if Russell Wilson's going to be back next year. So they don't seem to be a threat. Miami is completely imploding. They the owner may have to sell his team if, depending on how the legal recourse goes there, and. Uh, That's not even to mention the players who are not very good and the coach who left because he was fired and (laughs) that whole disaster. The Falcons are a disaster because they refused to tear down and rebuild back in 2018 when they should have, back when the Packers were in the same boat. So they're going to be losing their quarterback, who is not really a problem. He's not an elite player, but he's a decent enough quarterback. So that team sucks. The Steelers suck and are losing their quarterback, which is probably an addition by subtraction, to be completely honest. 
Panthers have nothing. The Jets have nothing. Detroit, you know, again, I'm impressed with Detroit, but how many of those pieces are they going to be able to get? Most notably, you're going to have to get a quarterback. And, and even if you get that, which is going to be a tall order, because again, I don't think you're drafting one. They're probably getting a defensive lineman um, in the first round, and you're probably not going to get the quarterback of the future in the second round or at pick 32, which is another um, benefit of the Rams winning the Super Bowl, by the way, because the, the Detroit Lions own the Rams' first-round pick. So them winning the Super Bowl means the Lions' additional first-round pick comes at pick 32. So that's one other benefit of that. The Giants just, again, kind of are going through a reshuffling process with their organization, and you know they, they don't know what they're doing. Jacksonville's a, a complete mess, and Houston is just still in disarray. So I'm sorry, who, who are the teams again? Tampa Bay, who just lost Tom Brady and is, 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 again, built a team based on let's win now and then when this doesn't work, everything just falls apart and everybody goes away. Again, there's going to be a reshuffling. The, the talent is still out there. They got to go somewhere. So some of these teams are going to be snapping up a bunch of talent. For all I know, Dallas is going to load up a bunch of talent and they're going to go on a big run. But the majority of the boogeymen is, I mean, e- even this year, a lot of these teams took a step back. Tampa wasn't as good as they were. Um, again, I don't know that LA necessarily got better. They just, they just won the Super Bowl, but I don't think that they were necessarily better than they were the year before. I guess a little, especially down the stretch they were, but I think because they won the Super Bowl, they kind of get a little extra credit, but especially again in the NFC, what, what, who, who, who is, who is the most dominant team? It doesn't have to be the Packers and Rodgers, but it certainly feels like it. So I definitely understand that sentiment, but you know, that also applies if Aaron Rodgers does go away, which again is not my thought process. I think that he and Devontae are both staying, but even if they leave, it's not a terrible environment to be in, especially while everybody else is going through sort of a rebuild. The Rams are probably going to have to rebuild. The 49ers are not really rebuilding, but they're kind of in a new landscape with a new quarterback and everything. Tampa's going through a rebuild. The Vikings, the Bears, the Lions are all going through a rebuild. The Saints are going through a rebuild. And of the teams that aren't going through a rebuild, um, there's teams that are just flailing like the Cardinals and the Seahawks, right? Uh, Falcons are kind of going through a forced rebuild. Washington is flailing. Eagles are flailing. So it's just, I guess either way you look at it, it works. You could say now's our time to do a rebuild because everybody else is rebuilding. Or you can look at it and say, hey, while everybody else is rebuilding, let's just go steal one real quick. Let's just go steal one. And again, make no mistake, some of these teams are going to become really dominant. I don't know which ones, but there's going to be a team that just, you know, maybe the 49ers, Trey Lance, they, they really get this thing going and that team's going to be unstoppable. I don't know. Again, maybe Dallas loads up. Maybe the Rams basically bring everyone back and come back even stronger. Maybe Jalen Hurts takes over and the, the Eagles just start clicking. Maybe the Saints get, uh, well, no, they're not going to get anybody because they're more broke than we are. You know, the Vikings maybe could kind of put some stuff together. The Cardinals pay their quarterback and he starts running again and they start to really click. I don't know. But it's definitely the least scared I've been of, of a lot of these teams for, for a good reason. Every scary team you look at is, is, is not as scary. Dallas is the only team that's basically assumed to be the same team next year as they were largely this year. Although, very similar to some of the other teams that we talked about, Dak Prescott got a big contract. He got that $40 million a year contract. His first year of that contract was last year, $17 million. That ballooned up to 34 and next year is 45 So again, they're going to have some stuff to figure out. And unlike some of the other teams we talk about, they are actually already negative because they've got a bunch of expensive guys. They got Demarcus Lawrence at 27. They got Amari at 22. They got Zach Martin, a guard, 
again, it's not that he's not necessarily worth it because Zach Martin's a freak, but Zach, a guard at $20 million is going to hurt you. Ezekiel Elliott at $18.2 million. That guy did jack squat for you. And he's in a Mike McCarthy offense. You're paying, Mike McCarthy is paying $18 million for a running back. That ain't going to work. Tyron Smith, $17 million. Lael Collins, $15 million. I mean, that's three offensive linemen. You got your right tackle, left tackle, and guard. Again, pivotal pieces, very good football players, but they account for $20, $30, $40, $52 million. Three offensive linemen are $52 million. Your quarterback's 34. Your running back is almost 20. You got a wide receiver at 22 and a pass rusher at 27. That ain't going to work, man. And that doesn't even include guys like Connor Williams who are up for a contract. Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup's looking to get paid. His valuation's sitting at about $12 million a year. And he's what, your wide receiver three? Because, I mean, that's, that's one of the negatives of going out and getting just a huge pile of wide receivers. You went out and spent handsomely for Amari Cooper. Then you drafted a really good wide receiver, and you've got this other guy who's also looking to get paid now. What do you do with that? You can't let him go. How about your tight end, Dalton Schultz, who's coming up for a contract? According to SpotTrack, he's he's in the $12.6 million range. $12.6 million for Dalton Schultz? What are you going to do about that? But again, these these are... These are guys on rookie contracts looking to get their first contract. You can't get rid of them. And, and you know, Demarcus Lawrence, I don't know what you're going to do with his contract. He's already 30 years old. He's, he's going to count $27 million against the cap this year, $29 against the cap next year. You would save $8 million if you cut him, but I doubt you're going to be able to do that. So I guess you just ride it out. He's already got a void year tacked on to try to help out with the money, so I doubt you're going to add on some void years. That's not going to do much for you anyways. And again, Amari's almost identical. He's at $22 million. I mean, this is the weirdest structure I've ever seen. It's been four years straight. So technically, it's like going down because the salary cap's going up. So 22, 22, 22, 22. Um, so I don't think they're going to touch that. They're just going to ride it out. But that's that's a lot of money, man. I mean, I, I, I can't talk because Devontae is going to be making some bank, but it's going to hurt. And Zach Martin last year was getting $9 million. That ballooned up to twenty. He's 31 years old. He's going to be 32 this year. Really nothing you can do. You can't really get out until next year. Ezekiel Elliott, there's nothing you can do with that. His dead cap hit is $30 million. You cannot touch that. And he's already signed for the next one, two, three, four years, um, five years through 2026. So he's not getting an extension. I guess you can restructure his contract because, I mean, this is the most expensive part. So it would make sense to kind of push a little bit money out. So they're probably going to have to restructure him. But either way, this is a ridiculous amount of money. The value he brought his team last year was about $5 million worth. You going to get down to five? I doubt it. Tyron Smith is 31. So again, I doubt really they do very much because uh, he's got one more year under his contract and I'm guessing they're going to try to get out of this thing. And if you restructure it, all you're doing is hurting your ability to get out of it. So I think you just ride it out. He went from 7 million last year to 17, unless they try to get out now, but you're only saving 5 million bucks because it's a $12 million dead cap it. Next year you save almost 10 but you don't want to cripple your team just for the sake of crippling your team. But you got to do something because you're $21 million over the cap. Lael Collins is almost identical. I mean, there's, there's not much you can do. I mean, realistically, I mean, there's always something you can do, but it, does, it, it hurts you more than it helps you. So it's just kind of unnecessary to be doing that stuff. So yeah, they've, they've got the cap bug coming up too, as well as you know the young, talented guys looking for money. Um, imagine when C.D. Lamb starts wanting his contract, how much that's going to cost him. And how many, how many wide receivers can you pay? You know, Amari's wanting 22. So of the three, you've got one guy making 22. You've got another guy that's going to be looking for about 15. 
Are they even going to pay that? If not, then they just lost a guy. And maybe they will. Maybe they'll just send him packing because, dude, we got CeeDee Lamb, we got Amari Cooper. We don't need a third guy, especially when he's going to take up that much of our cap. We got to clear at least $30 million. I would expect probably more than that. 35 40 Realistically, if we're going to get positive with our salary cap and have enough to sign the people that we need as far as free agents and to be able to sign our draft picks and then be able to have at least a little bit of breathing room after that, we can't add, well, I guess we're, we're, we're talking about free agents, but adding $15 million, even if we're only paying seven of that, it's just, it's going to be brutal. I know the Packers wouldn't do it, but at the same time, the Packers also don't let talented rookies go. I mean, he's not a rookie, but he's on his rookie contract. It's his first deal. They're not going to be like, nah, he's kind of expensive. We don't really need him. No. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, what exactly to do. I guess you pay him, and by the time C.D. Lamb looks to get paid, Amari's gone. I guess that's the way that this works. We'll pay two guys. and Even by the time um, Gallup's contract starts to hurt us. So we're really only paying Amari big money. And then by the time Michael Gallup's contract starts to take a hit, then we move on from Amari and we pay C.D., and that's that's the plan, I guess. But um, yeah, so Dallas is another team that's got the injury bug coming because they've got an expensive quarterback hit and they got a bunch of other contracts that are just starting to hit. So it's another negative for them. But anyways, I wanted to kind of walk through that and look at the teams. And again, I, I don't see really a massive powerhouse here that's, that's scary. So, and again, somebody will rise up. Somebody's going to have a good team, but there's a lot of teams that are going to struggle to be able to pull that off. So why don't we go ahead and take a quick break, come back, look at a few more things. Don't forget to head over to my Twitter, pack underscore daddy. Look at the pinned tweet on top. You can find Drew's GoFundMe there. He's trying to get help uh, raise money for his seizure service dog. He was diagnosed with epilepsy. We're just trying to help him out. Packer fan, friend of the show, et cetera, et cetera. So let's see what we can do. Also, A Modern Frontier. If you're looking to get a big box of meat, I would encourage you to check them out. Real affordable prices. Again, you're getting somewhat smaller quantities, so it's, it's not as much of a, a blast to your bank account. And you can use promo code MEATPACKER, that's one word, all caps, and you're going to get $25 off your order. And again, because it's a smaller um, smaller amount of money, that's actually going to make somewhat of a dent. So try it out, see what you think. Any feedback, let me know and I'll pass it along to him. Otherwise, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. You know, one of the things I was thinking about in regard to this whole Aaron Rodgers thing, as I was kind of combing through Twitter, is this is going to be a really unfortunate time for Green Bay Packers fans. I mean, it is whatever it is we're going to we're going to make it. I mean, we can ignore people, we can do whatever we want to do, but 
as much as we've seen the arguing and the fighting about Jordan Love and people mad about that pick or, or whatever it is, TJ Watt, Rashawn Gary, although finally those people have shut up, they've just moved on to other things to complain about. But um, this Aaron Rodgers thing is not going to end positively no matter what. Unless the Packers win the Super Bowl, this is going to be a negative thing that we're going to hear forever. I don't see how it ever ends. I mean, people are still talking about TJ Watt to this day. And that was minor in comparison to this major decision we're about to make that is going to impact the team for years. Regardless of what decision we make with Aaron Rodgers, there are people on opposite sides of this. And we know everybody's favorite game to play is I told you so. And again, unless the team wins the Super Bowl, which either way is unlikely, the I told you so bandits are are going to come out in force. If we bring back Aaron Rodgers and we spend massive amounts of money and we waste essentially the the Jordan Love pick and the opportunity to possibly see if he could take over and if not bring somebody else in, draft somebody else that could possibly be that person. By the way, there are going to be quarterbacks that are drafted. There are going to be quarterbacks that we possibly could have drafted that are going to be successful and that is also going to be brought up. If we do all this and we cut players on this team that we could have kept had we moved on from Aaron Rodgers, and you start talking about all the people we could have drafted, and by the way, that's the other thing you're going to hear. We could have had that guy. If we traded Rodgers, we would have had an early pick. We would have had that. We could have drafted that guy, this guy, the other guy. Even if it doesn't necessarily make sense and there's no way to know for sure who we would have drafted or not drafted or even what picks we would have had, it doesn't matter. You're going to hear it. So you're going to hear about all the money that we spent. We're going to hear about all the players that we cut. You're going to hear about all the free agents that we could have had but didn't get because we didn't have the money to go out and get free agents because we paid Devontae and Aaron Rodgers. You're going to hear about all the draft picks that we didn't get because of Aaron Rodgers. And at the end of it, we're going to make it to the playoffs and we're going to get knocked out of the playoffs, like always, because of Aaron Rodgers. Again, this isn't me saying it. I'm just telling you what's coming. Now, if we bring back Aaron Rodgers and win the Super Bowl, you're going to hear some I told you so, but it's going to die out, right? It'll just be some some occasional shots. But the, the point is, there's, there's, there's nothing negative to just dwell on and dwell on and dwell on and dwell on. And, and the only thing you can do that for is negative stuff. I mean, you, you can't be a troll as much on positive stuff. You can, but it's just, it's positive. So it's, it doesn't have the same effect. And you don't know who it was. I mean, maybe you pull up a couple receipts or whatever, but they're just going to block you and ghost you and, and you move on. And it's, it's not as big of a deal. But when it's a negative thing, it's never going to stop. On the other side, it's the exact same thing. If we move on from Aaron Rodgers and we keep a bunch of our own guys and we maybe delve a little bit more in free agency because we have a little bit more freedom and we have a bunch of picks and we go out and get a bunch of people and whether we're complete failures as a football team or make it to the playoffs and lose, we're going to hear about, gee, I wonder if Aaron Rodgers would have been the extra to get us over that hump to win a Super Bowl if we get to the playoffs and lose. Especially if Jordan Love is not very good or whoever our quarterback is. Gee, I wonder if Aaron Rodgers would have made a difference in this game. And then you're going to have that battle. Well, he didn't make a difference last time. Oh, really? Like, he's not better than Love? (laughs) These guys actually cut two-time MVPs. You idiots actually thought it was a good idea to get rid of a back-to-back MVP. How stupid are you? Dumbest bunch of... Dumbest team ever. The only team that would have been stupid enough to cut Aaron Rodgers is the Packers. So stupid. And you fans wanted it. Dumbest team, dumbest GM, dumbest owner, dumbest fan. Aaron Rodgers is the only thing good about this team, and we let him walk. For Jordan Love, what a joke. This team is a joke. This is how it's going to go, and that's not going to end. It doesn't matter if it's 10 years later and it's obvious that Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have been here. You're still going to be here and just, just imagine we could have had one more if we didn't cut Aaron Rodgers. Even if that makes absolutely no sense and there's no reason to believe that we would have had one more. Still going to be saying it. 
And if it's 10 years later and we're terrible after having kept Aaron Rodgers, people are going to be saying, even though we're well beyond the point that this would still be damaging our cap, you're still going to be hearing about, yep, this is the, this is the ramifications of hanging on to a quarterback too long. Actually, there's no ramifications at this point. He would have been gone and the salary cap is completely washed since that point. There are no ill effects left of, of Aaron. It's 10 years later. It doesn't matter. Yep. We, we said we're going to hit a dark era if you keep, you keep doing this. You keep causing these problems. We're going to, this is what happens. And sure enough, here we are. Here's the reality. And I hope that people can grasp this. There are positives and negatives to going in both directions. By the way, and this is how I, another reason I know that this is how it's going to go. People who are so mad about the Jordan Love pick refuse to acknowledge the reality at the time. If you acknowledge the reality for what it is, instead of creating some fake universe in which Aaron Rodgers was always this great MVP player, rather than looking at it and saying the team is floundering, the team is terrible, the locker room is falling apart, Aaron Rodgers hasn't been an elite quarterback since like 2014. It's been like four years. He's got injury issues. He's got attitude issues. I'm a new GM. We got to look at building in a new direction. We've got a guy that doesn't like to play along. He doesn't really like any of us. He's probably not going to want to go along with Matt LaFleur's system. Maybe when a quarterback just happens to fall into your lap that your your coach, by the way, told you this guy is great. I love this guy. He would be perfect for our system. He's top of the board. He's sitting there. You don't have to get rid of Aaron Rodgers. And if Aaron Rodgers can pull out of his tailspin, then I guess we can hang on to him. It's not the, the end of the world anyways. But why not? It's the most important position in football. He's top of the board. Our coach loves him. And our quarterback isn't exactly what he used to be. The point is, it made sense. Of course, it's a risk. Everything's a risk. But it did make sense at the time. And no matter what happens in the future, you don't judge it based on the future. Because you can't dock people for not being able to see the future. You have to judge their decision based on the information they had at the time. And based on the information they had at the time, it made sense. If they had known Aaron Rodgers was going to be back-to-back MVP, do you think they would have drafted him? Probably not. They would have gotten somebody, if they'd have known that their plan after this was that he's going to win the MVP and they're going to try to reload and do as much as they can to win now, they would have got a player to win now. But that wasn't the information they had at the time. And that's not the Packers' fault, it's Aaron Rodgers' fault. He was the one that didn't buy in the first year of Matt LaFleur's system. He's the one that was not playing very well for several years. He was the one that had an attitude problem in the locker room and was seen as being somewhat cancerous in the way he treated people, including his former coach. So that's how I know that this is how it's going to go. But the reality is, based on the information at the time, you can make intelligent arguments in both directions. The fact of the matter is, our best chance to win right now is with Aaron Rodgers, but it will hurt our ability in a lot of areas. Our ability to keep players that can help us in the future, or now, by the way, including this year, it will hurt our ability to do anything in terms of free agency. It's going to hurt our ability to get draft picks, which are incredibly important because Aaron Rodgers most likely is not going to win MVP again. He's going to be a year older. And so the ability to get a haul for Aaron Rodgers goes down. So we're hurting ourselves in many, many different ways by keeping Aaron Rodgers on the off chance that maybe we get a Super Bowl this year, even though we know that the odds of us winning a Super Bowl are incredibly low, even with Aaron Rodgers. How do I know? Because we've had Aaron Rodgers for the last 10 years and have not won a Super Bowl. But if your goal is a Super Bowl, you can make the case that this is, you don't cut a two-time MVP. You don't get let guys like Devontae Adams walk, or even trade him for that matter if you don't have to. You do the best you can to win now without completely destroying your future, but, but you do not just throw away an MVP quarterback and the best wide receiver in football. If you got to cut corners elsewhere, fine, go ahead and do it. But we're going to continue on with what we do. We're going to keep the quarterback we're gonna, as long as he wants to be here, and we're going to try to win. It does make sense. 
It really does. I'm not saying it's the best option. I don't even know what the best option is. I think a lot of people are to that point where, where, where you can see both sides, and you should be able to see both sides. If you can't, you're blind. There is another side that makes sense. These are very, very realistic and real and, and thoughtful points. You're just being ridiculous if you're pretending that everything you're saying makes perfect sense and the other side makes no sense. You're lying. You're just being a bitter troll. So regardless of what decision they make, it's going to make sense in some way. It's really just a matter of, of what direction you want to go. It's kind of like asking somebody what kind of house they want to buy. There's no right answer to that question. What house is best? If you go to a realtor and, and you're just on the phone, so they don't know anything about you, and you say, I need a house, which house is best? What are they going to say? Depends largely on your situation. I need to know how much money you have. I need to know what kind of a mortgage you can afford. I need to know where you want to live. Would you like to, you know, where do you work? Do you want to be close to work? What town would you like to live in? Do you want to be like in the thick of it because you, you, it's just you and one other person and you want to be downtown so you can be by the bars and hang out and have, you know, get involved in the nightlife? Do you have kids and you want to be somewhere a little bit more quiet with a big yard and a dog? How many rooms do you need? So it's, it's, it's a matter of what is the vision for your future? Well, it's just two of us, but we'd like to have more kids. And so we need, a, you know, at least a three bedroom. You need to have a vision for what you want to do. And then it's just what makes the most sense for that vision. And, and it may or may not be the right thing. You move in there and all of a sudden the, the furnace blows out. Well, you were stupid for buying this house. I didn't know the furnace was going to go out. And even if it does, every house has a bad furnace. But you get my point. You bring back Aaron Rodgers and you do all this stuff and Aaron Rodgers blows out his ACL in the preseason. Well, he's not going to play in the preseason, but let's say he's standing on the sideline and trips and snaps his leg. Doomed. Stupid decision. But we didn't know that, did we? So you can't base their decision based on what happened in the future. You can't do that because nobody knew that was going to happen. You have to have a little bit of, of, of an understanding that that can happen to anybody. But if you're going to make decisions based on that, you don't pay anybody. Stupid to pay David Bakhtiari. He didn't even play. He got hurt. He didn't play last year in the, in the playoffs because he got hurt, and he missed the entire next year as a result. You shouldn't have paid him all that money. So look, I know nobody's going to listen to me because everybody's favorite thing to do is to make themselves sound smart, which is really easy to do in football because everything is stupid, right? That's Especially if you go ask Goose about the, the draft community and how unbelievably toxic that is. It's what I've always said about libertarians is the one thing that drives me nuts about, about libertarians is the fact that because they've never actually won any elections, because they don't actually get to make any decisions, they never have to be told they're stupid. So all they have to do is wait for everybody else to do stupid stuff and call them stupid. And granted, they might be right, but it's the easiest thing in the world to just stand there and say, ha you're stupid. Look how stupid you are. You're so stupid. You're stu and just point out all the negatives. That's literally what Mr. Negative does. He ignores all the positives. Every time there's a negative, he points it out and says, look how stupid this team is. They're stupid. They're stupid, 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 because they're stupid, stupid, stupid. It's easy to do when you don't have to actually be accountable for any decisions. And you can just pretend I would have made all the right decisions if I was in charge. I would have made all the right decisions. I would have done all the right things. If we would do things my way, there would be no bad thing. If everybody would have listened to me and then we just ignore the part where you have said things and it was wrong, right? Like when you were all hyped up about, we should get JJ. This team doesn't get, Arizona's going to win the Super Bowl because they got to get you. We're just going to pretend that wasn't you. When you're talking about Arizona's going to be unstoppable because they, they're going all in, they're doing all this stuff. We'll just pretend. We'll just pretend that Tampa wasn't on everybody's radar because they went, they, they, they brought everybody back. So they went all in the exact same degree that they went the year prior and they didn't win. It's kind of weird, right? How does that work? They just repeated the exact same formula and they didn't win. I don't get it. So the Packers, in a sense, have, have two options and they both have their positives and they both have their negatives and they got to choose which direction to go. And again, I think they've already made up their mind that they're going to bring Aaron Rodgers back if he chooses to come back. And I think he will choose to come back. I think that's the decision they've gone. And there are positives and there are negatives to that. 
But I just, I'm not looking forward to people pretending that I called it, I said it all along, and if you had listened to me, everything would be better. Don't do that. What you want to do is just as stupid, because there are no good plans. There's only bad plans. We can either keep repeating a formula that has not worked for many, many years, and it's a formula that's going to get worse because we have less money and less ability to execute even this current plan. And we can forfeit a bunch of money and forfeit a bunch of players and forfeit a bunch of draft picks to kind of go back in, but to a lesser extent, and delay this sort of inevitable rebuild in a new direction. Or conversely, our plan is to move on from one of the greatest quarterbacks in history when he's in his prime, and we really don't have a quarterback that we can lean on. Maybe it's love. I don't know, but nobody knows, including the Packers. They don't know if he's going to be ready. They don't know what he can do. We're going to give up on a quarterback who is the, 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 I mean, the best player in football, according to the, the voting and whatnot. Most valuable player. Two years in a row. The thing that makes this team go. We're just going to let him walk. So again, it's, 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 it's two plans that you can look at glass half empty, half full. They're both really smart plans, and they're both really, really stupid plans. And at the end of the day, the odds that we win a Super Bowl with either plan is very, very low. And I can just already wait. And I'm, there are certain people that are extremely negative that are almost hoping that the Packers don't do what they think they should do. Because they know that if the pack, like if we move on from Aaron Rodgers, they know we're not going to win the Super Bowl, and they cannot wait to throw that back in our face and pretend as though Aaron Rodgers would have been the thing to get us to the Super Bowl. Well, we couldn't win with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, you, but we wouldn't have had a better chance. We would have better chance. The moving of the goalposts with all these these social media arguments is so absurd. If you say we didn't win the Super Bowl, you are directly implying that we would have with Rodgers. So if the argument comes back that you can't demonstrate we would have with Rodgers because we haven't for 10, 11 years, you have to stand on that and prove that we would have. Don't move the goalpost because then you change your initial argument. Now you don't have an argument anymore because you just moved off of that argument. So you're conceding that, that that was stupid what you said, that we would have won with Aaron Rodgers, right? But nobody cares. Nobody actually cares about having a thoughtful discussion about about ideas. It's just about, I'm angry, and I want to make you feel stupid, and I want to be right. It's not about what's real or what's true. It's so obnoxious and stupid and boring. It's part of the fun of doing this is discussing the ideas and the different things. Like yesterday, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going anywhere, but let's still discuss the idea that he might. And heck, let's take it a step further. Let's say he does go, and we don't move on with Jordan Love. We find somebody else. And I put that in my title, and I had people lash out at me and say, what are you mad about? Oh, uh, uh, what do you say? I had somebody on Instagram freak out. Stupid title. Why? Or no, he said, what a disrespectful title. I said, why is that? He said, you think Aaron Rodgers doesn't exist? I said, what is the context to the title? Do you have any idea? Again, I'm just trying to explore. I'm just trying to have conversations and thoughtful discussion, and people are this stupid. He says, well, as the Rams traded their quarterback to get Matt Stafford, who is more talented than Goff, this title seems to suggest that there is a more talented quarterback than Rodgers and we should trade him. I didn't listen to the podcast yet, so I could be wrong, but what a title. Based on no information, he just wants to be mad about something. He doesn't even know what's going on. He doesn't have any idea what this is about. And there's probably a bunch of people that didn't confront me about it that saw the title and just went, ugh, ugh, not listening to that. What an idiot. It's a freaking title. It means nothing. I, I throw it together hodgepodge last second. All I was thinking was, how do I summarize what I just spent an hour talking about? Mm. Could the Packers essentially do what the Rams didn't get a Matthew Stafford? Oh, you're, you're trying to say that? Listen to me. Y- if you want to know what I'm trying to say, go listen to it. But again, nobody wants to be thoughtful. Nobody wants to have discussions. Nobody wants to think through things rationally. We just want to react and be angry about something. It's so boring. 
This is why politics are so toxic right now. It's just a bunch of idiots screaming. Nobody reads anything. Nobody looks into anything. Nobody cares about anything. Nobody's had any thoughtful thoughts or discussions about anything because we can't even have discussions about anything. If anybody from the other side tries to engage with you, you block them, you shame them, you throw them away, you try to cancel them and get them fired and all these different things. You don't even, I mean, we, we, we nobody even knows what the other person is saying or thinking anymore because we've shut them off as just being these evil human beings. We just want to scream and be angry. Everybody that doesn't think what I think is just the worst. And again, it gets back to what I said the other day, where it's like, you can't grow. If you think you're perfect and there's nothing that can change, you can't grow and nobody's growing. Nobody's growing. We're just digging ourselves in deeper and deeper and deeper. Everybody that doesn't think like me is wrong. Everybody that doesn't think like me is evil. Everyone that doesn't think like me is, is stupid. Everyone that doesn't think like me is dangerous. No, dude, you're dangerous. You're dangerous because you think like that. You're dangerous. So again, all this stuff applies to everything else. This is just our culture right now. It's a social media culture, but it is becoming, it's beyond toxic at this point. It is becoming dangerous. I mean, we, 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 we've seen people get threats. I've, I've received threats for completely mundane things. I didn't get threatened for this title directly. I just had people get angry at me for stupid reasons. But I have received, I don't even remember what that last one was on Instagram. Somebody threatened to, threatened to kill me, I think, for something. I don't know what. Something I said on the podcast, I, I don't remember. But I guess all I'm saying is when the Packers and Aaron Rodgers come to a decision and move forward... Just understand that the only information we're going to have is what happened after we moved forward. We don't know what would have happened if they went in a different direction. We don't. And I don't even want to hear from you if you're not willing to start off by acknowledging all the the very big negatives with that other decision, with your position. If you wanted to explore it and think what if, or think even if you want to kind of throw out a little, I called it. All right, cool, man. Way to go. Go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll grant you that notch, little notch on your belt. Go for it. And, and let's move on, because you didn't really prove anything. You just said, I wouldn't have done this thing that didn't work. Definitely not saying you would have done something that worked. You just said, I would have not done the thing that didn't work. Okay, great. So try, try not to be that person. And if you don't know the difference between thoughtful discussion and just being a troll, then, then I don't know. I, I, I literally don't know. I don't know what to do with that. I think that the, the, the question is, are you curious? Do you want to talk to somebody that disagrees so that you can learn something else, something new, something that might change your mind? Or are you seeking out people to, to hurt their feelings, to lash out in anger? If you feel anger in the pit of your stomach, you're, you're going to be a troll. So anyways, again, I'm just, I'm just very much not looking forward to that. I mean, I, again, I'm, I'm even all for the drama. I think it's kind of interesting and, and makes things kind of fun. But um, the, the constant, incessant trolling nonsense that we hear over and over about the I mean it's like you you've made your point dude I get it I end up talking about the same stuff on the podcast all the time because I'm addressing people who can't let stuff go and so here we are again talking about this thing again like all in I don't want to ever talk about all in again but again you go online and everybody's still talking about oh we should have did what the Rams did what hire McVeigh trade for Stafford move to LA so that Odell Beckham wants to play for us what 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 do you mean do what the Rams did so that we get home field advantage in the Super Bowl? What are you even talking about? We can't do what the Rams did because we're not the Rams. Anyways, I gotta, I gotta bring this to a conclusion at some point here. I guess this is as good a spot as any. You guys have yourselves a fantastic day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs>